says featuring Chef Natalie Young and friends with unfiltered plans of sharing more good in the world. I'm your co-host, Angie Ortaliza, and sitting across from me is Chef Natalie Young. What's up? My Our buddy Nicole's here. Nina Nicole. Nina Nicole. Nina Nicole. Welcome to Shit Chef Says. You know, what do you, what do you, introduce yourself Hi. to our listeners. Well, thank, well, first of all, I was just coming over to have, I, went, I wanted to come and cook because this woman keeps on putting her dishes on social media and I, like, who doesn't want to be quarantined with chefs? So, <laughs> uh, I do, me. <laughs> so, uh, but thanks for having me. This yeah. is kind of, um, which is for the moment kind of thing. Spontaneous. And we're yeah. sitting six feet apart. And, uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, you got your gloves on and shit. So we're good. Yeah. Mask. Yep. Mask on. Good. <laughs> yep. Um, so today I want to talk about one of Chef's sayings. And, well, every episode is about one of Chef's sayings. So this this one is, do well so you could do good. Yep. Chef, you've hit some rough roads in your life. I have. Uh, a lot of people have known this. You're very public about your your uh, your journey through life, um, your sobriety. But past all that, um, you are a mentor. You are a sponsor. You are a badass in our Vegas community that many people look up to and respect. Yes, as a business owner, but what a lot of people don't know is what you do when nobody's looking. Mm, it's called integrity. <laughs> Integrity, I love, yeah. I love, I love that. I love uh, what you do when no one's looking. So the whole thing with uh, do well so you can do good. For me, um, I had a really good. I've, like one of my brothers um, from another mother uh, told me. He said, "Now you do well so you can do good." I didn't really understand what he was talking about, and he's hugely successful. And then I figured it out one day. It's like, oh. The better I do, the more people I can help, the more I can help in the community, the more I can give, you know, the more I can spread the love. So for me, it's like I try to do really, really well so I can do a whole lot of good. You know, and for me, you know, I like to touch bases on kids and dogs. I'm real big on uh, kids and dogs because they don't have a choice. Adults, yeah. you know, we make our own stupid decisions, but you know, <laughs> kids and dogs don't really, we don't, they don't get to pick and choose. Yeah. Um, there, there are many charities you've donated to, and there are many kids you have mentored. And uh, through your mentorship program, like Child of the Core, um, which is uh, through Core Academy, which is funded by the Rogers Foundation, um, you have a simple vision, and this vision is through honesty, integrity, and hard work, You want to see a community where no matter what your circumstances are, you have an opportunity to succeed. Yeah, pretty much. uh, You know, I guess, you know, I go back to the old, to my story where it's like, you know, I'm not the smartest apple in the tree. I didn't, you know, I didn't start on the front of the pack. I started in the back of the pack. And if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. I feel like if you have the determination and the grind and the, you know, just the, put in the effort, 100% of your effort, that you can do anything. So I really wanted to kind of explain to these kids that, um, you know, people that look like me, you know, can be very successful. And, um, and to be their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. And that if you're your authentic selves and find something that you're passionate about, then um, you'll be successful. 
no matter what. Whether you make a lot of money or you don't make a lot of money, uh, you know, success is measured to me in your happiness, not necessarily how big your bank account is. Nice. Nice. You know, do you have any questions for Shed? Um, not really questions, but if I can add to that, I think at this time in the world, that really comes to it's come to play. Yeah. I mean, that, that last um, message that you just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which uh, this this uh, this thing that we're going through right now, in a weird kind of way, makes us all even. So okay, I always tell people it's like it's all relevant, right? And, and try to follow me with this. Somebody has five dollars. Somebody has fifty dollars. Somebody has five hundred dollars. Somebody has five thousand dollars. Somebody has million five million dollars. Now at the end of the day, it's all relevant because the more money you make, the bigger your bills are. Mm. The more money you have, the more responsibility you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you don't have money, you stress about having money, and then when you get money, you stress about having money. <laughs> yeah, you know, real thing. So for me, I'd like to be in a scale of uh, uh, one to ten. I'd like to be a five. I'd like to be a constant five, not a two, and not a fucking ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a five. Right just in, in the, the middle. middle. Just in the middle. Yeah, right in that line. <laughs> <laughs> so you just so. In, in other words, you have a balance of responsibility with everything that you earn. Yeah, there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with the, you know, the bells and whistles. And, uh, and there's a, um, a lot of responsibility that comes with the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's cut out to take on that kind of responsibility. Um, I always tell people I'm a steward of uh, what God's given me. Mm-hmm. So what that means to me is I get to these materialistic things. I get to... I get to play with for a little while, or I get to be um, responsible for for a little while, and then it doesn't really belong to me. It's just on loan, because at the end of the day, when you die, you don't take it with you. You know, when people leave, like when my mom passed away, and I sat there in her house, her things were still there. The things that you know people were for their whole lives are still there. Yeah. What I really want to focus on is having experiences, relationships. You know, that was the American dream is stuff, 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 stuff. I want more stuff, stuff. If I have the coolest stuff, I'm cool. If I have more stuff, I'm cool. If I have the right stuff, I'm cool. If I have more stuff than you, I'm cool. But at the end of the day, that's not what's really going on. It's really empty. That mentality is super empty. You can be extremely unhappy with a shit ton of money. And you can be extremely unhappy with no money. And you can be extremely happy with a lot of money. And you can be extremely happy with no money. (laughs) Has nothing to do. One has nothing to do with the other fucking thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. I learned learned that um, uh, early as a kid because Mm -hmm. my parents were, I mean, they were determined to, like, live a good life because Mm -hmm. they came from a third world country. But they put me, not a lot of people know this about me. But I went to private school most of my life, Mm -hmm. and I went to Bishop Gorman. Mm -hmm. And my parents, for what I did not want to go to Bishop, I wanted to go. I didn't want to go to Gorman because all my friends went to the school, like the the public schools. Yeah, I didn't, you know. It wasn't until like I saw the the invoice for my tuition for like half the semester that I was just like, what fudge is Mm -hmm. that about like that's i could buy me a car you know and uh i was like are my parents rich what the heck but it turned out like just society then my parents were realtors and brokers it was just if you had if you looked like you had money like Mm. that was good enough right even if you like and for them it was having a nice car 
and making sure their kid did well in school and making sure their kid went to a good school, which I fucking hate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't understand all that. Like, good luck with that. It's, yeah. so, it's so empty. It's so empty. It's, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't until, like, about... Probably until I started working for you, because I had, like, a gambling issue back in the day, because I was a general manager for a gaming bar, so Dude, I got stuck in I never knew that about you. That it was a... <laughs> which part? <laughs> that you would know that you had a gambling issue. Yeah. Uh, Kino. Really? Mm. Four-card Kino. Huh. I say it's a gambling issue, because I feel like gambling's just an issue in it general. Um, Something I have to keep my eye on as well. Yeah. But I'm a person about numbers and statistics, and in order to... Um, satisfy that like I have to look at numbers and statistics and I don't like playing video games very much anymore unless it's like the Wii but it's more of am I gonna win if I put this much money like what's that real digital Ugh, you know but yeah I'm not anyway <laughs> not off subject so going back to the do good do I'm sorry what was it do good do well so you can do good yes. yeah so if I can just share a little story really quick when I first <laughs> Little side note, Nina Nicole <laughs> used to work for Chef Nat, good old Aunt Angie. So this is like a nice little reunion, old school little meeting here. Anyways, um, but at I- Chow, you worked at Chow. Yeah, well, at all three. Oh, At okay. the time, I don't know if the viewer or the listeners know, but Chef has- has many layers yes. on, of her. She has many layers. Um, I came in and it was eat in the morning, chow in the afternoon, and and bite in the evening. Yeah. At that oh. time, it was at Bunkhouse Saloon. Yeah, that's when so you were So it at. was all day, every day grinding for this girl, but it was worth it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was good. It was a great experience. But one of the things that I, I have to say of what she has done good with and what I walked into in the scenario, because I didn't know who she was, um, was that every single employee she gave a chance to. Every single employee from the dishwasher all the way to the front of the house to the host, everybody had a story. But that's Everybody how it had is. a story. And she, it was like, she was like, like the angel in the in the hood, yeah. I guess. The I angel in the hood. You know what yes. I mean? Like, just, <laughs> she's a bad, now again, for people who don't know Chef, the visual, let me walk you through, tatted up. I mean, all the way to the fingers, um, badass clothing. She rocks badass cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can probably come off a little intimidating, but damn these stories. Yeah. So don't judge a book by its cover if you see her sitting in front of E on the, on the stool and you're having something going on in your life, you might be sitting next to the right person at the right time. Yeah. And that's the real, that's real, real talk. Because mm. we've, we've done that a couple times. We've witnessed that many, I mean, I've witnessed that personally a lot of times. Like, hey, you, Chef, you've, uh, you're like, get, you're like, Angie, come here, get that person an application. Tell them to get Chef Sherry to interview them on this day. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Um, Next thing you know, I they're believe, working for I believe us. In, uh, <laughs> I believe in second chances. Look at me. I yeah. mean, I'm a big time second chancer. People took so, gave me a huge chance. You know, even though I was, uh, you know, maybe slightly intimidating or slightly angry, especially, you know, good 19, solid 19, good, probably 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, very unapproachable, very, just not, very indifferent. Mm-hmm. And uh, people saw through that and gave me a chance. Now, 
what I've had to learn in the last uh, seven years with uh, owning multiple restaurants is you give you can you can uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So I've led a lot of horses to the water that refuse to drink. So true. <laughs> and uh, and you know and I and I don't take that personally. And now in, that I've gotten a bit older and had a, more experience, I'm very. I try to slow down on those decisions because there's a difference between helping people and enabling people. I think I've done some enabling without knowing it with good intentions. Yeah. Um, and now, and I've been, you know, I've I've given away thousands and thousands and lost thousands and thousands of dollars just by trying to help somebody out because they asked for a loan or they need this or they need that. And mm-hmm. I promise, I promise, grown men crying, I'll promise I'll pay you back. I promise I'll pay you back. And they never pay me back. So that that's not here nor there because I've done that in my past. When I was mm. a shithead, I did stuff like that. You know what I mean? So not here nor there. But now my job is, and to be a good steward, is to slow down on those decisions mm. and be very selective. And I can tell you that what helped me the most in my journey was not helping me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So True. giving me money didn't help me. I just thought, oh, I got away with it again. And, and I continued with my shady behavior yeah but as i when i had to struggle on oh it pissed me off when i thought you had something and you didn't share i thought Mm. i was it made me mad but what i'm finding out is tough love is the best love sure and um you know i have the tendency to give people many 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 chances Mm. and then at the end of it when i have to put my foot down i'm the asshole but at the end of the day it's like you really have to look at how many chances you were given and that's not how the, I'm not helping you because that's not how the world works. Yeah. You know, you get five DUIs. They're not going to say, oh, you know, I know you're a good person. Do better next time. Yeah. Or if you're <laughs> late to work 25 times in a month yeah. and I keep giving you a chance, that's not going to help you at your next job. True. You know, that's just teaching you to have bad behavior and not being able to survive on the planet like the rest of people do. Mm-hmm. There's rules and things that we have to do in order to, to get by. We can't just like, you know change the rules for ourselves and think that you know i'm different or i'm special the rules are for everybody this is how the world works in that in that concept yeah um i don't that's just my personal experience now again we talk about this stuff and this is just the way that i live my life and my experience it doesn't mean that's going to work for anybody else yeah. my hope is by having these conversations is one little thing that i say may do an aha moment for somebody where they might have a different perspective and take a different direction mm-hmm. you know um entitlement being a victim um you know it's just a waste of time and it's uh it's uh it's fear-based and it's not true yeah. you know what i mean it's just like no here's what i can tell you nobody gives a fuck we're too busy sitting around talking and thinking about ourselves mm-hmm. than we are to think about you and think about other people and so i try to change that a little bit and think about other people in a positive way try to switch it around and do it instead of negatively thinking about people and what they're gonna take from me and do to me i try to think about what i can give to people and how i can help people yeah i think chef um will will uh, throw you a bone mm-hmm. and you better learn from that bone yeah mm-hmm. and if you don't She's gonna have a nice conversation with you outside in the front on that that that's that <laughs> bench bench. <laughs> but let me tell you how she's gonna tell you. There's always a bench. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna tell you raw. Yeah. 
unfiltered. Mm-hmm. You may not like it. You know what I mean? Um, but that's how the... But that's... Know? But she's not baiting anybody either. Like, yeah. you're not trying to... Ena- that goes back to enabling the, the BS. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen those conversations and they're all like her kids. And... Um, but she... There's a big heart behind it. Absolutely. There's a huge heart behind it. So Listen. you better get your shit together. Take the bone. Get it right. And then you get a longevity of somebody that's going to back you up or move on or move on yeah totally it's okay to move on if it doesn't work out if you want to do it differently but you know i always tell people too i was like you know i worked my whole life to have a business run the way i want to run it if you want a business the way you want to run it then you should go open one (laughs) you know and uh, somebody put on facebook they're like you should ask your employees what they think uh nope they're your employees nope Sorry. Um, I'll ask in certain situations, but like how much food I should order, um, what time I should open, what time I should close, what the pricing is on my menu, what I should have on my menu. I'm not. Come on. Yeah. Don't have your employees run or walk over you. Yeah. And it's it's a, you know, it's a fine line of being a, I wish I was a kind of uh, employer that people were like, oh, she's an amazing boss. But I don't think, I think later on they think that but when they're experiencing me on a day-to-day basis they think you know they have a different they think I'm too hard and they think I'm unreasonable and it's like I worked my whole life to create this vision and I'm not gonna let other people distract me from my vision yeah I feel uh I feel that's important for people that we hire into the company need to know first they need well one one of my one of my interview questions is do you know who Chef Nat is? <laughs> Do yeah. you know who Chef Natalie Young is? Yeah. And from there, it's like either it, that's where that's one of the first questions I ask because if they don't know who they're applying a job applying for the job they're applying for and who they're working for, it's like I might as well not even move forward. But then it shows me on where to steer from there. So if it's somebody that I need to that I like, um, say it's somebody that has a lot of passion, is saying the answering the right. Um, uh, answering the questions correctly and it's like well I think chef should meet this particular person then it's just like what I tell them is okay if you want this job you need to learn you need to know and do some research on who you're working for and to google you <laughs> because I would and I tell them and it's like I guarantee chef's gonna ask you if you have ever heard of her <laughs> and not because of ego but because I really want them to know who what they're walking into and that I'm not uh, um, absent owner. Yeah, I'm absolutely. in the restaurant working next to you, watching. I watch like a hawk. If mm-hmm. you ever go in in the morning, I'm sitting. I see everything. Mm-hmm. I'm on it. I'm on top of it uh, because I have a certain. I'm very particular on how I want my business to run. Yeah, and I've loosened up in the years because I know that it can't always be the way I want it. But I sure do push it that way. And you know, with this whole closure and where we're at today. Um, I've doubled down and I'm committing to be back and eat like every day, probably for the first three months, because, you know, to be quite honest, it's it's not as beautiful as I'd like it to be. I need to tighten up the belt a little bit mm-hmm. and get it back to its original uh, beauty, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't think it's far off, but, you know, there's just things behind the scenes that need to be tightened up. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's um. This is this is a great opportunity to sit back and really analyze your business or your life or or both, um, your relationships. Um, 
your relationship with the planet, your relationship with other people, your relationship with your animals, your kids, mm. your job, your business, you know, and I've had the opportunity to do that. And what I've noticed is, you know, you got to keep your eye on the prize um, because no one cares as much as I care. No one's ever going to care as much as I care. And, and that's okay. And I don't need to be mad about that or have a resentment about that. That's just the way it is. Now, am I going to compromise my standards and my values? Absolutely not. Am I going to Am I going to um, really push to have, you know, um, excellence? Absolutely. Great customer service, cleanliness, you know, mm -hmm. fun, authentic, professional people. Yes, I am going to push for that. Um, there's a there's something that I've noticed with the restaurant uh, with Eat. And if you've never eaten at Eat in downtown Las Vegas, it's a small it's a small location. Yeah, 60 um, seats, we see 60. 60 seats. Um, but it is a turn and burn restaurant. Yeah, we'll do, on the busiest days, we'll do over 400. And we do it from eight in the morning till two o'clock in the afternoon. So that's really fast service. Two o'clock on the weekends, mm -hmm. 3 p.m. on the, the weekdays. weekdays. <laughs> that might change though. I might, I'm gonna do some, I might do two every day from now on. I might close one day a week. I'm not sure. We're gonna have to be a little creative when we come back. So yeah. more to be revealed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely understandable. Um, one thing that, uh, that I wanted to bring up to our listeners is that for it being such a place, the amount of traffic that goes through there, we have to keep catch up to. And our employees have to catch up to it. Um, Chow to the core, the Chow to the core program was 30 kids that Chef started with mentoring, and now a few of them have, or, or all of them have gone to college. Many of them gone through the college route, the career route, and um, some of them work for us as they're going to through college. Yeah, that was my plan. <laughs> and they're they're great yeah. kids. They're yeah. wonderful. Yeah. They're um, young adults now. They're not even kids. When uh, we met them, they were in sixth grade. Now they're like 19, 20. Crazy. Yeah. I know, right? So crazy. Um, I mean, they're still kids. They're nuggets. They're always going to be yeah. like, They're always going to be the nuggets, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Um, and they're wonderful. Mm -hmm. They're they're wonderful kids. They they can um they can take the host stand. They can run food. Uh, they can actually serve. Like mm -hmm. they, they have the capabilities of t totally doing all front of house, um, which is wonderful. And what I wanted to bring up with that is, these kids, you, as as a supervisor in the restaurant, we helped mentor the kids front of house. But you had two restaurants at the time, so um, our the supervisors in Summerlin had to like make sure that the Summerlin nuggets like had proper um were properly checked for their mentorship sure and we checked in with them like every saturday sure for for you you mentored these kids outside of sure the restaurant sure well i i didn't get to witness that because that was outside you like whether it was at um through the rogers foundation or through core academy sure. like you you spent time with these children you mm -hmm. spent well at the time children but you spent time with them to to help them grow as adults. Sure. I did, you know, again, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Or, well, all these kids drink. Yeah. You know, these kids were amazing. Um, these young adults, now they're, uh, you know, going to, you know, they're not going to college just, I mean, they're doing exceptional things and they're going to be, uh, contribute to the society, you know? And uh, it's just, 
It's like when you guys were talking about sit down on the bench. I've had many conversations with many, many people about many different things on the bench. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reasons, I have this this thing that when I when I'm calm and I'm not stressed out and I'm I'm centered and I'm grounded, I can tell when something's wrong with another human being. Yeah. So when I'm in that space, it's, I love to just ask people what's wrong and then and then not let them tell me nothing when I know something is wrong and then just have a conversation and I don't know maybe it has something to do with uh, something I've experienced and maybe it doesn't or maybe I can point them in a direction you know I think that you know having those hard conversations our last podcast was about having those hard conversations and I just think that we all need to talk to each other more and be authentic in our conversation and not Mm -hmm. embarrassed and egos and guarded and you know I just talked to a friend today it's like you know we have to go through what we go through in order to be more vulnerable to other people. And you're still taking a chance and everybody's so scared that they're gonna get hurt or, or they're gonna be embarrassed or whatever. I say, fuck it. Let's just you know take down the walls. Let's just see what happens. You know, Treat each other with respect. Um, tell your truth, be nice. Just fucking be nice, you know? <laughs> check your motives, check your why you're doing something. I always have to check my no- motives. Why are you doing it? <laughs> yeah, why am I doing, why am I? Not why are you, why am I? Why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I doing this? Do I expect something? Am I gonna have a resentment if I don't get what I want? And do I have plans? Mm-hmm. Or am I just fucking chilling and enjoying another human being? I have to really ask myself. I have to check in a lot. I have to, you know, every, almost every situation I have, I have to ask myself, what are your what are your motives, you know? Sure. Yeah. Having to check in is really important. I do that as well. Just yeah. because there's so many people. I'm absent-minded. I like, to, I, I'd say it, I'm absent-minded when it comes to people around me. So it's like, if, if there is somebody around me, I'm more cautious of my decisions on right. things. What, what, what expectations are instant resentment? Yeah. So if you don't have any expectations, you kind of go with the flow, then you're gonna, not going to have any, a resentment, right? Sure. Um, so the kids, you know, being able to talk to them and share things like that, you know, uh, uh, you know, I just share whatever in my life, if they're comfortable enough to talk to me. And if anybody's comfortable enough to talk to me, I'll share with them my experience. And that's also another thing is this podcast um, is actually being able to, you're accepting people directly contacting you through Instagram and Facebook to sure. ask questions, um, I, bring up topics. Guys, I suck. I don't even know how Instagram works, to be honest. Like, I <laughs> like my friend Courtney's in Australia, and uh, she's like, are you going to comment? I was like, I don't even know how this works. Like, those little things come up, and it says you have a mess. I don't even know what the fuck, like the, what are those little quick messages you get? Notification? The, yeah. No. The feeds? I guess, but on uh, Instagram, like, it's like one little what do you mean like a comment box no it's like you have like one little thing and then it's there and then it's not there oh stories yeah i don't stories? understand how that works and then i go in and try to see what they say i don't have a fucking clue how to see what they say i'm responding i'm like what am i responding to they're like oh that's gone that comment's gone i'm like okay yeah. i don't know what to tell you <laughs> I, Courtney's like you should you should talk you should respond and I was like I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> so you're gonna have to give me a little tutorial on how to yeah how to work that so, so I can communicate with people yeah definitely um, Instagram stories it's like it's a quick thing it's only yeah, 24 but I'm hours not, I'm not that quick <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing out understandable <laughs> well yeah and I, I 
if I see those, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, because if I look at them, then you can't see them. Oh. So I can't look at them because then it goes away. Oh, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not really true. that. I don't know if that's for me. I think the, if you really want to contact me and you have something to say, a lot go of people... Go to the bench. Just go to the <laughs> bench. Well, go to the bench. Gosh. But also Messenger. I do pretty good Messenger. There Mess- you go. Facebook Messenger. I think most importantly what Angie is trying to say is, look, don't judge a book by its covers. She may come off. She may look like, oh, I'm a tough girl. I'm, I'm not going to let anybody in. Don't talk to me. Blah, blah. You know? Mm. Um, she's so <laughs> freaking soft inside. It's like a Twinkie. You're not so, supposed to sh- tell people that. Shh. Nina. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know the rule. She's like, listen, I'm that way with certain people. I'm not yeah. that way right. with all people. It's true. I am, you know, I once I love you, I love you deeply and forever. But it takes a long time to get it takes a long time to get there. Yeah. Um, if you're at home if you're stuck at home if I mean you have a choice to go outside, but if you're stuck at home or you're in a house with people, um, especially kids, teenagers especially teenagers, um, young adults right now, communicate. I, I, I would suggest communicating with them right now because you don't know what's going on in their head. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a good time to ask them. Mm-hmm. Or even adults, just you know, check up on your friends, check up on your family. Yeah, ask uh, people how they're doing, and then when you ask, really listen. Yeah. To what how they're telling you what they're, how, what they're, how they're feeling or what, what's going on. If you ask, don't ask if you don't mean it. That's bullshit sure. too. Yeah. <laughs> just don't ask. I won't ask if I don't mean it. So don't be offended. Because that yeah. just means I don't mean it. And I'm not going to ask if I don't mean it. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, right now it's really important to communicate with others. Like uh, Nina came into the house today. And it's like, usually it's go for a hug. But it's just like, nope, staying six feet away on the other side of this long table. Yeah. <laughs> so. I want to make sure I air punch you really quick. Right. I don't know who you live with anymore. Like... <laughs> I don't know who's in your household, so I don't. I don't want to get sick. We are healthy as yeah. I'm healthy. You're healthy. Yes, good. I'm good. Everybody's good. Yeah. Uh. All right. Anything else, Chef? Is no, it time to wrap up? Questions. That's it. What do you mean? That's it. That's fucking it. That's thirty minutes. Awesome. Ew, it goes by so quick. It's so I much know. fun. <laughs> Well, now we could just talk shit. You just want free shit talking? No, I'm session? good. I don't have any shit to talk. <laughs> Me and uh, my friend here are going to make bolognese today, which I'm really excited so, about. So, yeah, I, you know what? I talked to her about um, the first episode, and we talked, and I was like, ooh, I just want to talk about, like, people. For those of you who are trying to be aspiring chefs, for me, I'm talking about the back end. Like, I love her journey and her story about her culinary, like, mm. journey. Like, sh- a lot of people don't know that she worked for, you know, Paris Hotel, a fine dining. Dude, she comes from fine dining. When you meet I know. her, you're like, ah. <laughs> no, fine dining. My, listen, my whole life was fine dining until I opened Eat. Every restaurant I worked at was fine dining until I worked at Eat. I really, That's really am intrigued and very um, interested in her story of picking up a knife Mm. that's that's kind of what i i really want to talk about next time if possible are you start you yeah because there's so many layers i think a lot of people don't really understand her journey also from day one of all the the restaurants too that she's open and and why and like chow 
Mm, that yeah. menu was so crazy and eccentric. That restaurant's so beautiful. It was so amazing. But I, I want people to understand her le- layers and levels. But I want to start from some point of like what got her started to pick up a knife. Sure. Well, I mean, we have time. We can sec- we can uh, separate these sections, these episodes. What got me to pick up a knife? Yeah, my dad said get a fucking job. I wanted to be an artist, and my dad said, I'm not paying for you to go to art school, and you better figure out something to pay your way through life, to pay your rent, and I was devastated. I was devastated, and uh, I said, okay, well, huh, that's, that's a, I didn't, wasn't ready for that. I have a question. What kind of art? Um, graphic art. Like, I wanted to do, I wanted to do commercial art, but I, uh, and did things with um, uh, pencil, pen and ink, just uh, mm. portraits and just random stuff. I did yeah. things with, I, you know, just whatever. Super creative kid. Yeah. You know, and uh, I would sit and draw for hours and hours and hours. It was like meditation for me. And do you know that since I started cooking, I haven't drawn, but maybe twice in my entire life. Hmm. Yeah. So it's been about 30 years since I picked up a pencil. My One of my best friends had a birthday and I drew uh, Albert Einstein for her for her birthday. Aww. But that's it. But she is brilliant at finding artists in the community. Sure. I mean, as for you, you have different layers. Angie has different layers of creativity and artistry sure. I'm sur- uh, amongst I'm sur- herself. So she surrounds herself with a yep. lot of really cool... I'm surrounded by... Uh, yeah. Uh, what I've noticed is... Um, when we have the opportunity to gather and I look around the people that matter to me, Valerie and um, Angie have been become really important to me. And uh, my friends at Good Wolf, uh, Sean and um, Lisa. And I just have these like these amazing people. My friend Caitlin, who just did a mural at my house. Um, you know, I'm surrounded by people that are doing it their way. Uh, it's not easy. Um, I see them struggle. But it's almost uh, uh, necessary for us, like-minded people. We all come together, and everybody, nobody works for the man. Yeah. Everybody works for themselves. That's in my my uh, close circle right now. Everybody. I'm like thinking. I'm like, yeah, yeah that is yeah. true. And it's, and it's very <laughs> inspiring, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see because I get to sit here, and I don't offer my opinion unless somebody asks. I've had people sit down and ask me my opinion um, about business, um, my experience, ask me about my experience with business and uh, and I share it with them and sometimes they don't like it and they don't follow it and they make mistakes and I don't, I never say I told you so, I just go that sucks and what are you gonna do to recover? And mm. Cause we're all gonna make mistakes. The journey is the prize, mm-hmm. not the end of, not the, not the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's the journey that's the prize. So I'm not gonna deprive anybody of their journey. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna get in the way of anybody's journey, you know? Yeah, it's like, sure. you have your journey, you're not gonna melt, you're gonna be okay, we're all gonna fuck up. We're gonna continuously fuck up. Always, there's always but, a fuck but up. But the thing is, is you, you fucking wipe off your knees and you get up and you try it again the next day. Yeah. And you just keep on going, you don't give up. I never give up, I, I'll, I'm not a quitter. I just won't quit, and I'm not a whiner. Yeah. No quitting, no whining, no crying in baseball. No crying in baseball. Yeah. There's no crying in I baseball. I say that at work all the time. That's such that a, a chef mentality. <laughs> like, if anybody has ever been in the hospitality industry, you walk back of a, in the back of a kitchen, no bitching is allowed. Yeah. No bitching is allowed. Yeah, because... It, because no crying. But here's the deal. In the, in the, I've cried many times at work, but here's yeah. the deal. It's like, 
in the morning when you wake up, when you open your eyes and you take your first you know, deep breath and you, you're getting up, I am not standing there with a gun to your head saying, you have to come to work today. We all have choices. Go be happy. Go be happy. Go be happy. If you're happy working at EAT, I am so happy for you. But if you're not happy working at EAT, please don't work at EAT. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, go be happy. Life's too short. Life's so short. Like, don't waste your time. But I have to say, there was 30 years of me cooking where I can tell you that for the 99.9% of that time, every day I went to work, I was looking forward to the opportunity I had that day to see what was going to happen and the challenges that I had to, you know, experience and, and go through. And, and by doing that, it gave me the ability to do what I do today. I didn't go to culinary school. I didn't go to college. I have no higher education. I just graduated from high school. Wait, I didn't know that she did not go to culinary nope. school. No. And she worked at a fine dining restaurant that, All of them were by the in. way... French, which is like yeah. going to ninja school. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it totally is. It totally is. It totally is ninja example. school. And it's like, if you don't have a certain criteria, don't come in the doors. Yeah. Oh, they're very. That's strict. fantastic. It's very. It's very quiet. So you didn't go to clean. culinary nope. school. I went um, to. I went to the school. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what was that? They were just like, we don't want your opinion. Here's what we need you to do. We'll show you once and get so it done. So you understood uh, ingredients. And no, I had to learn. I asked questions. I went to work. It's repetition. Being right. a good cook and a chef is not about how brilliant you are. I mean, some people, there's a very few of us who are just fucking, you know, recreating the culinary will. But most of us, I can speak for myself, it's about repetition and doing the same thing over and over and, and getting a skill of uh, honing your skill on doing something, you know, making that bolognese over and over again, finally figuring out what the five mother sauces are, being being um, uh, really uh, understanding the techniques because cooking is all about the technique. I like to do really simple food with great technique. So true. Yes or no, Ange, that's so true. I love chef's food. (laughs) When she, when I came in and uh, I went to eat, I enjoyed the truffle egg sandwich. If you have not experienced it, I'm the number one fan. It is fantastic. Uh, Then she hands me over to Chow and we sit down there and I see the menu and it's like, wait, what just happened on? What, what is this? It was like Chinese and Southern food had a baby and she just slapped it on the table and was like, yo, experience this. Wow. Eat me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, oh my gosh. So because I know her, you, Angie and I know her on so many levels on a, um, you know, pal- palate level and culinary level and, sure. and creating so many cool things to know that you've never been to culinary school is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, you know, the, 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 the thing of this podcast is like, yeah, we can talk about my cooking abilities and where I come from. And I think that is interesting to let yeah. people know that where I came from, but Mostly what Angie and I are doing here is because people see me in the business aspect of my life, but they don't see me and understand who I am personally. I think a lot of people guess who they think I am when they don't have a clue who I am. So yeah. I'm putting it out there. I already got one nasty um, uh, email from somebody from uh, 15 years ago that said I was really mean to him. And it's like, uh, <laughs> what? Bring like, it. Yeah, She's like, not no, no, I said, you know, I, I didn't really respond. I, I feel like if you're carrying that burden for 15 years, you know, 
That's I don't know. I try to move on and let humans be human. And, you know, I've changed a lot in 15 years. Hopefully yeah. I've changed a lot in a year, two years, five years, four years, three years, six years, 10 years. Hopefully I've changed. Hopefully we all change. Hopefully we change day to day. I hope some that I hope that individual learned from his issues right. of holding that in for 15 years and is now free. Yeah, I hope they're <laughs> yeah, but or Chef Nat's like just opening up old soul and like doing other things and well, you know, I think that do, doing things. But for I think community. people perceive my and and she did say I think was it she I think she said I see that people say nice things about you so maybe you're but you ruined my experience and I was like I don't have that power to ruin anything mm. and again I'm not at your house in the in in your bed with a gun saying come to work today yeah um, sure. you know we all have choices and we're adults and you know. I I guess I'm just so glad that if I was affected by the wrongs that everybody did me my whole life, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Um, life has never been fair for me. Sure. Um, nobody's ever treated me the think the way I think I should be treated. Um, but the good lesson, the way the 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 bad things that the, I experience and the good things I experience, the bad lessons were just as valuable to me as a, as the good lessons. You know what I mean? I learned what I wanted to be and what I didn't want to be. And those were equally important. So, you know, whatever your journey is, person out there that I made mad or I was mean to 15 years ago, I'm sorry. And, I, and I'm trying to be a better person. Aww. That was so beautiful. That was sweet. Good job, Chef. That, yeah. <laughs> That's nice of you to take accountability for somebody's issues. <laughs> Otherwise. Well, I can't really. I mean, I can't. You know, at the end of the day, you got to take responsibility for yeah, yourself. But for sure. You know, I'm not here to hurt people's feelings. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, now it's a burden that's yeah. lifted. Now yeah. it's going to be some sort of other energy. Yeah. Let's hope. Right. Let's hope. So we got to go cook some bolognese. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Right. Um, I appreciate you, Chef. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, I appreciate Nina. You being oh, here. thanks for having me. Yeah. That was fun. Thank you, beautiful people, for tuning in today's episode. I'm your co-host, Angie Ortaliza. If you're feeling good vibes about our show and are inspired to share more good in the world, feel free to share our podcast link and also contact Chef or myself with any questions directly on Facebook or Instagram. Chef's handle is Chef Natalie Young, or my handle is Angie Ortaliza. That's O-R-T-A-L-I-Z-A. And we would also appreciate it if you would help us out by leaving a good review over at Apple Podcasts and just letting others know what kind of good you've inspired you've been inspired with from our show that may help our our mission to simply share more good in the world share more good bitches (laughs) have a good day everyone